Welcome one, welcome all to the Simple Politics Podcast. I'm your host and political sidekick, and today I'm joined by my political superheroes, Diane Tatton and Charlotte. How are you guys doing? We're great. <laughs> Thanks, Kobe. We're all a bit We're not stunned. sure. We're, we, we don't feel very superhero-esque yet, but thank you. Like that, yet. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. We just like, boom, yeah, at some point. <laughs> um, what, what would make you feel more like a superhero? Oh, I don't know, a cape? I a think cape. a cape is always the one, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man doesn't have a cape, but Batman does. Batman's got a good cape. Yeah. yeah it's a good cape, Batman's it's a good got a good floaty cape. Good solid eight, <laughs> eight out of ten cape. Uh, <laughs> Batman. Today we do want a lot of audience participation. We've got some questions, uh, opportunities for questions coming later on. Um, so if you're thinking of any political questions, these are the guys to ask. I'm just a political noob, a political sidekick, a political atom, political insignificant. These are the guys, these are the big brains that actually run the Simple Politics podcast and keep everything flowing and humming and gave us all the information during lockdown. So point your questions towards them. Think of questions and do interact. We want to hear from you. So we've got some, we've got some things to ask to get you guys engaged from the start. Tatton? It's just at Simple Politics and on the, on the podcast, we like to get into the big questions. And some questions go through the history of time and they count and they matter. And that's where we're going to start. And what we want to do, <laughs> to do is, um, is respond by raising your hand at first. That's not a great audio way of doing it, but we will move on. Um, I almost don't dare say it. All right, here we go. The question is, which is better, cats or dogs? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if it's cats, raise your hand now. Okay. Ooh. If it's dogs, raise your hand now. Ooh. Ooh. It's quite an even split. No, it's way more dogs. What, what are you looking at? <laughs> Guys, let's, let's make this a bit more podcasted so people can actually hear when, when this goes live. I, let's do it scientifically. Oh. I've downloaded Ooh. the decibel meter. <gasps> app. Wow. So you guys are going to have to shout. This is professionalism, <laughs> ladies and gents. Like we're not used to. Let me just... Let me just, cal- let me just... Apart from from Kobe. Apart from from Kobe. We're not used to... Yeah. Let's just calibrate the audience for a second, just to take a moment to think. I think that's, I think that's done it. That's, that's zero, yep. yep. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> thank you for registering a zero in interest scale. Brilliant. Happy Friday to you. So first question, Tatton. There's a few of these versus questions, so get, get ready to whoop and holler. Basically, the loudest voice, the loudest one wins. That's really a really good lesson in politics. The loudest one wins. Over, yeah. <laughs> We've seen that a few times over yeah. the past few years, haven't we? True. Um, okay, so uh, thank you very much for your hands. Uh, but Diane says it was too close to call. It wasn't too close to call. It was really clear. Uh, but if, if, you're, if you're going for cats are better, whoop now! <laughs> Really benefiting from okay. a front row fan base. <laughs> and a microphone. Uh, it's not what you know, it's where you sit. Um, That's 103.9 decibels. Ooh. Dog people, you need to beat this. Okay. And if your dogs, clap them to you now. Do you hear that, Diane? A, a, a mic. Mm, uh, yeah, okay. That is the problem with dogs, okay. they're noisy. <laughs> 107.6 decibels. Ooh. Dogs have it. 
They do. And we're going to talk quite a lot about dogs later, but not in like a happy, whooping, joyous way. So, uh, dog fans, strap in. Next up, we have... Oh, lost the clicker. We've got too many bits here. <laughs> Next up, we have... Pizza versus pasta. I mean, both great. I mean, everyone's a winner, but we've got to do it scientifically. No, we have, to, yeah. we have to. We have to make a choice. <laughs> yeah. Politics about priorities. Politics about choices. Difficult and this choices. Is, this is where difficult choices. Exactly. Yeah. And this is also yes. This is how I start my primary school assemblies. So <laughs> if you're thinking this is a bit childish, yes, yes, it is. Yes. Okay, so here we go. Big whoops and hollows if pizza is your favourite. I am loving your pizza enthusiasm. That's amazing. You definitely want a pizza the action this evening. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I rolls back. Oh, yeah. Right. So that was 106 decibels. 106. I don't think this can be beaten, but... Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's hear it for pasta. <laughs> I, was, I was very right there. <laughs> what did that register, Kobe, out of interest? 105. 105. Uh, still more. Ooh. Still more than cats, <laughs> yeah. which you thought was equal. I think they've just warmed up. That's the only... Yeah. Cats are still... I'm impartial, sorry. You're impartial. <laughs> so we go to the next slide. Yeah, one more. Let's do one more. I think it's two more, isn't it? What? This isn't the slide. <laughs> what? What's Paris got to do with anything? Do you want to explain it, Charlotte? Okay, so yeah, this is beach holiday versus city break. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't well, have to be already. Paris. Any city will um, do. Other cities are available. Hang on. You've changed this from the book. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't how this goes. Hold this on. is, this Hold is on. Diane. Can Hold on, say? which book is this? The Book of Me. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got to explain this whistle. That's, I mean, I know nothing. I don't know what this whistle's about. I brought a whistle. If anyone's game for this in a bit, I think we will get someone to do it. But Tatton has a book, his second book out, and he's going to mention it loads tonight. And that's great. We all love such a, good a mention it's of such the book, a good book. But it can get it's out good of from hand. The beginning to the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the essentially, middle bit's good. And look at the cover. Isn't that a beautiful cover book? We need a book police, okay? <laughs> so if what? The, if there are if there is a mention of, of the book, which there will be inevitably. What a book. This is a survival whistle. <laughs> and we'd like someone to give it... We've given it a rinse, so it's, uh, you know, someone who does not mind the fact that it's had a, had a good rinse. Um, and we'd like to give it a peep if Tata mentions his book. Just when so we Tata mentions his when book. When. It's a solid if. That's all I think about. Anyone up for that? Any volunteers? My anyone precious. who's Good lungs. Like I said, there's people in striking distance in the front row right here. Yeah, it's got to be. Volunt I like, I like the, the chap with the Hawaiian-ish T-shirt. Yeah. Do you, you fancy a whistle? <laughs> yes. Um, Amazing. The important thing is to go easy uh, <laughs> on the whistle because it's a great book. And when you leave, you'll all be talking about the book all the time as well. Should so we do a, a test? Let's do a test. Tat and say, book, you blow the whistle. Amazing. What's your name? Sorry. Neil. 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 Um, Amazing. Ooh, what a book. <laughs> Ooh. We, can we do a bit louder than that? Yes. Oh, that's good. I don't like this. 
like a book. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, no whistles here, Neil. That hasn't started yet. Uh, <laughs> it's available to buy after this. And I'll like sign it and, you know, we can chat. I mean, you don't have to chat. <laughs> like, I can Just see why you go. wouldn't want to. Uh, but is it, we, we're selling them. I don't know where we're selling them, but over there. Somewhere. Somewhere. In the foyer. In the foyer, yeah. yes. We'll send them in the foyer. I might mention that again. Okay, so let's go back to the question at hand. Beach. Yeah. So, beach holiday versus city break. Give us a whoop if you prefer a beach holiday. Woo! Woo! Wow. Ooh. That was... I Hold on. <laughs> I was not expecting that in any way, shape or form. No. I, I was... You were, were expecting you? it? Yeah. People would come to a Simple Politics podcast. They're sophisticated. Oh. <laughs> Not that I have a preference. Like you, Who would like to whoop for uh, a city break? What we got, Cobes? So, beach holiday was 87.3. City break is 100.7. Ooh, city so, break. So, so, I mean, so the, the reality is mm. that the turnout on that was low. <laughs> <laughs> if we maxed out at 100.7... Yeah. People, I mean, what was dogs like? Four hundred and eighty. People, people are more enthusiastic <laughs> about pasta than they yes. are about dogs and or Paris. Holidays. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, pizza. Pizza's very good. Right. <laughs> Should we talk some actual like SP stuff? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So each episode of this podcast, we go past the most popular posts in the Simple Politics Instagram feed, and we recount them, talk about them based on the comments we've had from you guys, the readers and listeners uh, of the show, um, and maybe add some extra insight, which I wouldn't be providing, it will be these guys. I'm a political thimble. These guys are your political tapestries. <laughs> <laughs> the beggar. He's the, the only one I know. That's the only one you so need I'm to know about. Um, right. Are we starting? We're starting. Uh, so, so Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. There's a bit of confusion who's hosting at that point. <laughs> okay, so yeah, our, our third most popular post this week was about the radiographers going on strike. So, uh, the society, society of Radiographers, they're going on strike for 48 hours in Northern Ireland, 24 in England. But what's particularly interesting about this is that that is in the middle of a 72-hour strike for junior doctors and senior consultants. Wow. And now... Now, train drivers as well. Mm. The yeah. same time. The exact, the same. Oh, no, it does actually overlap. It does so it's, yeah. it's all around um, the Tory party conference. Uh, so if you want to go to and from the Tory party conference, we'll now have train strikes on that day. If you get injured when you're at the Tory car If you get drunk at a fringe event, right? you're going to struggle. If you're disco dancing with Michael Gove <laughs> with, and you trip... <laughs> I hear that happens. <laughs> yeah. he, you can't keep up with a guy. If, yeah. he's, if he sets that dance floor on fire, the, you know, there's no one to save. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so radiographers, they, f from the comments and messages we've had from radiographers, they do feel a bit left out in all these talks about strikes. So many people have been on strike over the past year. It's hard to, you know, find them all um, and talk about them all and give them all the, the attention they deserve. But they do a lot of things. Mm. X-rays, MRIs, CT scans, ultrasounds, breast screening, radiotherapy for cancer patients. The Society of Radiographers say that nine in ten NHS patients are supported by a radi radiographer and over a million are currently waiting to be seen by one. Whoa. They went on strike for 48 hours in July and then had some talks with the government um, where they proposed things because basically the issue is, is for many 
sectors at the moment is with recruitment and retention. Mm. Massive backlog. The government's bringing in all these new diagnostic centres. They had these proposals to make the sector seem, um, you know, more attractive, professionally seem more attractive, and the government said no, which is why they say that they are going on strike again. So, yeah. Can I ask, because um, I don't know much about this strike, the... Obviously, Rishi Sunak is now blaming the strikes for the waiting list getting longer. And they clearly have an impact on the waiting list getting longer. But radiographers do the cancer stuffs. And to what extent do the radiographers prevent cancer appointments? When they strike, are lots of cancer appointments cancelled? I don't know the exact numbers on this, but... But they might they must have impact people, that. It will impact people who have radiotherapy appointments yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radi I mean, um, who are part yeah. of this union. And I mean on this day, you're gonna have junior doctors and consultants mm. off as well, and radiographers. Mm. So I think there's there's very few, you know, appointments that are gonna end up going ahead that yeah, day. Yeah, really. it's all it's always described as kind of a, a Christmas Day level of service, isn't it? When when you have this many um, people on strike. So it's it's emergency services obviously still still go ahead but yeah regular booked in appointments although the advice we always get when we do a post like this is that if you have an appointment scheduled and you haven't heard otherwise do still turn up because you know um, it's different in each trust it can be different from hospital to hospital so you know don't assume that something's cancelled until go, you hear go, otherwise go. yeah yeah but but huge and and you know yeah, strikes were kind of a story from last year, and now they're a story for this year as well. So I think I think the 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 the, the really important thing is that you still go to A and E. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah. you still turn up yeah. because if you need to go, you need to go. And also, if you've got a bit of a cold, mm. don't go to A and E. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like if you need to go, go. Like it's just it's all the principles you would use normally. Just turned up a dial. 100%. Right? Yeah. Because it's really important that no one listening thinks, oh, it's all closed. Mm. But you're right. This is the same story. And I was reading today, because uh, this post was a couple of days ago, but today, as we're recording this on, uh, on, on, on Friday, the train drivers have announced a strike on the day before and the day it closes for the uh, Conservative Party conference. And they did exactly the same last year. And the Conservatives were all in a huff because they're like, give us a break. This is the same. You're doing the same thing. And they were making points about, are you going to strike for the Labour Party conference? Of course you're not, because they're your paymasters, because they're, you know, they're, they're in your pocket and all that stuff. So that's where you get these political points coming through. But this focusing around the Conservative Party conference is going to have an impact on the main stage there, mm. because they're going to be delivering their speeches. The Conservative Party conference is great, because rather than having kind of audience interaction, <laughs> they just kind of wheel out the big names to give big speeches all day. So if you're just at your desk, you get minister after minister being wheeled through. It's very exciting. Um, <laughs> Tutton likes a conference, guys. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, to be fair, he likes all of the conferences, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Do we know which one's got the best swag? Have I asked you this before? Well, uh, the swagometer yep. measures which party's going to be in power. Oh, really? Because the big businesses put the big swag into the parties that will have influence later on. Okay. So um, it, was re it, it first became noticeable when the swagometer 
uh, moved from Labour to the Conservatives in the Gordon Brown era, and the Labour Party was beginning to feel a little bit Gordon Browny, and uh, the Conservative Party under David Cameron was feeling like it was going places, and so all the money just went whoo, and it'll be interesting to see How whether it, whether it goes back again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's a vague feeling that Labour are going to win the next election. That's kind of the consensus. How it's going to pan out, we've got about a year. Although, and I'll save this for later, but it's really interesting. I was talking to someone the other day who said that the election's going to be in May. Definitely. They've put a fair amount of money on it. And the reason is, they know stuff, the reason is that uh, Rishi Sunak won't want next summer's small boat figures to have come through before the election. So if you put the election in May, you don't get all of that. Mm. We, we should potentially have done a sweepstick here for, an, for the general election and then yeah. contact whoever's right near, near the time. But we just haven't been that organised. I think we'll be too busy around <laughs> then. Um, have we got anyone who works in the NHS actually here tonight? Any NHS staff? So we haven't... How do you feel They're then? They're working. A, yeah, they are. Fine. That's that's true. It's Friday night. It's a busy night in London, I would imagine. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel? Does anyone want to, if we bring a mic forward, does anyone want to give a comment? How do you feel about the strikes in general? It doesn't have to be the NHS strikes, but the fact that strikes are still going on. Do you feel solidarity with the strikers? How do you feel? We get lots of different comments. It's a very safe space. You, you can say what you like. Anyone want to comment Anyone? on the strikes? It's not a safe space. I'm going to encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Should we go on to the next most popular post? Yeah, because I think you might have something to say about this one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's dogs. Yeah. It's dogs. dogs. Oh, it's dogs. It's oh, dogs. gosh. Diane. Okay, so I think this is going to be potentially quite an emotive subject, but we posted a few days ago. There was a, a dog attack last Sunday in Birmingham. You might have seen it. It's one, the footage was even on TikTok and all sorts of places. To be honest, I didn't watch it. I'm just going to be on... No, I, I didn't want to, so I didn't. But in response to that then on Monday, um, Swella Braverman, who, for those of you who don't know, just in case you don't, can't assume anything, is the Home Secretary at the minute, she put this out on Twitter saying that basically it's got to stop that the American XL bully, which is apparently the breed of dog that was involved. And I say apparently because there's some question marks over the breed. Um, it's not a registered breed with the Kennel Club. It's something that they're trying to work through. What exactly does define an XL bully? Um, because... These dogs have been um, particularly bred for their size, for their power, and yeah, it's it's a bit undefined, and it needs to be defined for them to go under the Dangerous Dogs Act, which is a thing that we have, where certain breeds can be banned. Okay, but until until we <laughs> until you've got some parameters around that, you can't say that the the, the breed is banned because you know what you're going to do, just go, well, could be, you know. So it's got to have some real defined parameters. At the minute, we've got four dogs in the UK that are on that Dangerous Dog Act. Just four dogs? Just four, four breeds. Four oh, breeds. Four breeds. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, Fido and, uh, no, no. <laughs> four, four breeds, you're absolutely right, Tatton. And th that came in in the, in the 90s. Um, and 
further to this quote, because this was the other day, and things move really quickly at Simple Politics. <laughs> things move really quickly in general. But Rishi Sunak has come out today. I don't know if everyone's caught up with this. He even did a Twitter video about it, because there was another attack, which unfortunately led to a fatality yesterday. Wow. Uh, really, really sad. And he has come out and said he will work on defining and banning the American XL bully by the end of the year. So that's his thing that he's said he's committed to. Um, when we post stuff about that, it's a really, 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 I can't stress this enough, popular and, and, and valid argument to say it's the owner, not the dog, not, not the breed, not the dog. That's what a lot of people say. Um, and I guess the, the thing with that is... The counter would be, and I'm just playing devil's advocate and putting it all out there, and I'd love to hear from you guys. The counter to that would be, okay, but a bad owner with a Yorkshire Terrier and a bad owner with an XL Bully, mm. there's different consequences, right? There are different consequences. And there are other things to feed into this. So dog ownership's gone through the roof since COVID. Um, everyone got locked on puppies. And what a lot of the dog um, psychologists and behavioralists are saying is that it's, it's no wonder we're sort of seeing this, these spirits, because those puppies are now two and three years old and they're now into that territory where they would be displaying challenging behaviours. That, that's quite normal. And in lockdowns, there weren't puppy training classes. Mm. There weren't things, you know, where they weren't socialised socialized properly, really. So... This is a real thing. Hard to solve it is difficult. Um, owners, dogs, I, I think it's a two-tier approach that you need probably both. And there's some other bits as well around the edge around the whole breeding thing. Who, who's breeding these dogs? Puppy farms, all the rest of it. There's lots and lots and lots to unpick. Do you know what makes me cross? What? Do you want to hear what makes me cross? A couple what? of things make me... This, a lot of the stuff around this story makes me cross. Yep. First of all... They asked, it was an 11-year-old girl that got attacked the other day. And uh, also two men went in to try and save her when she was attacked. And it's terrible. And then the news found the 11-year-old girl who's just been injured in a traumatic event and shoved a camera in her face and said, what do you think should happen to the dog and its owners? And she said, the dog should be killed and the owner should be put in prison. And of course she fucking said that. <laughs> She's 11. Who benefits from her being on that camera? The, the Sky News can do that push notification. She's a, an 11 year old suffering post-traumatic stress the exploitation of that child by the media is horrific. The other thing that pisses me off is... Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Neil, Neil. So... <laughs> today, Rishi Sunak made that video. Mm. And he said... Was it the video that we're pissed gonna... off? I haven't seen the video. I don't know, because he really tends to be quite bad at making videos, doesn't he? It's amazing, the money one, he's got. The money they've got. Like, not him. <laughs> not, I mean, I'm not making digs about his personal money, but, but the money number 10 has, right, to produce... Right, here's something else that pisses me off. I get that <laughs> pisses me off. Um, the money number 10 has to produce things. 
And yet we at Simple Politics are doing this day in, day out. Like, why is Parliament not doing this? Why is the government not doing this? Why are we in jobs? You know, like, like I say it flippantly about us being in jobs, but, mm. but this should exist before we made it exist. Um, no, but today, Rishi Sunak was like, we don't know what this dog is, we can't define it, but as soon as we know what it is, we're going to ban it. What? You've got to, that's not a good policy. You've got to know what something is before you decide whether or not you ban it. You can't, oh, we don't like this kind of thing. We're going we're gonna to ban this kind of thing. And then Labour, this isn't a party political thing, because Labour then came out and said, well, we would ban it too, but you're dithering. Well, of course they're dithering. We don't know what it is. How can we, how can we not dither? It's just this point scoring, which leads me on oh. to why we need a better politics. No, don't you blow that whistle! Well done, Neil. Well done. In addition to the whistle, we've got a whiteboard. What? <laughs> it's a surprise whiteboard. What's on the whiteboard? This is going to be a tally. Of oh, how it's often... a blank whiteboard. That's okay. Blank so far. <laughs> so that's been two mentions of the book. Yeah, yeah. at least. What? At least. I genuinely didn't know about this. I was given forewarning about Neil and his whistle. <laughs> um, but no, it, I mean, there was a lot of dog love, if I can call it that, it, at the start of the podcast. Is there anyone, anyone want to chat more around that or ask a question? Anyone got a strong hint of a... Hint of a just something just over because there? I shout it doesn't mean I shout yeah. at you. Tatum will argue back with you. It's fine. I'm, I'm friendly. <laughs> I'm friendly, really. Yeah, absolutely. We've got one lady down the front here. Um, I think they're sat next to Neil, so we don't really let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't judge me for that. Um, yeah, hi, I'm Lizzie. Um, nice to meet hi, you. Hi, um, I think I'd go down the argument of the breeders more specifically, because for this dog, as far as I'm aware, a lot of them are kind of like backstreet dealers, like they're not kind of registered. So I think so much of it is to do with that. And I am more of a proponent of it's to more to do with the owner than the dog as someone whose family has owned dogs for, for years and experienced all sorts of dog behavior. Um, but I think particularly with this sort of breed of dog, like when you look at kind of like the way it's not really done through, as far as I'm aware, through kind of reputable means. So I think, yeah, and I agree it's political point scoring because like until you know what the actual breed is and the damage that it can do, then how can you even make a decision on it like straight yeah. away? Can I ask you a question about this? Because I've seen lots of comments today about uh, breeding and things and licensing breeders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dogs have sex. Okay. <laughs> Breaking news. So, <laughs> so how do you license someone to breed dogs? Because that's a thing that happens. But, I saw it once in my childhood. I'll never forget it. Um, that's a thing that... like yeah, the, but these, licensing... these, aren't, these aren't dogs just that they're run in the street, are they? These are dogs no. that are housed and stuff. They're no, a... but, yeah. if, they're, but if, they're, if they're being bred, yeah. like in gardens, because these aren't, as you quite, quite, quite rightly said, <laughs> it, that, dogs. Like, they're not, they're not, they're kind of not legitimate breeders, yeah. right? So if they're being bred in these small-scale ways, I know nothing about this. If they're being bred in these small-scale ways, then it's really hard to, I would imagine it's really hard to police because you're just like, yeah, my dog's pregnant. Like, yeah. you've taken it to see another dog in the to next town along. Mm. Dog's pregnant. But we can't enforce that licensing, right? 
Like people, like, they, 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 sorry, people talk about all the time on, on the SP comments how you should need a license to become a parent in the same way because, because children are mistreated, right? Without a shadow of a doubt, children are mistreated and that's wrong. But you cannot have a license to be a parent because women get pregnant. People get pregnant. So, yeah. it's similar with dogs. But, dogs get pregnant. <laughs> but, 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 I go back to this. Okay, the sex issue aside, <laughs> <laughs> you make a conscious, conscious choice to become a dog owner. So, dog owner licensing could be a thing. Okay, because speaking from personal experience... Um, you can buy a dog on Gumtree. I'm not sure you should be able to, mm. you know? That's my personal take on it. W what do you feel? Because thank you for, for uh, giving us some uh, of your <laughs> thoughts. Um, what do you think should happen to owners and how do we get the owners to be better owners, be more responsible? It's a million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, mm. it's a, I think it's the same with so many issues. It's easy just to be like slap a law on it. It's more to do with like general education and awareness. And that's not like a quick fix. And I guess mm. that's the problem. People see a story like this that's an absolute horror story, of course, for who's yeah. involved. And they want just like a quick fix. And most of the time with stories like this, it's not about a quick fix. It's about what we can do in future to ensure it doesn't happen again. And that's more of a long term. I think, that's, I think sorry, Kevin, this is exactly it. Because Diane's newly formed policy of, um, <laughs> of not selling them on Gumtree. Yeah. Do you know what happened before your Gumtree ban? Uh, right? What happened before then was that you had cars <laughs> being sold out of boots in pubs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's no better. No. And no. there will continue. We can put the sex thing aside, but there will continue to be more dogs. Because that's how dogs work. And they will need to be sold or killed when they're born. So we need to Drastic. work out what yeah. to do. Well, no, that's, that's the reality. Yeah. They can be sold or killed. Do you know, when, when, the, when dogs went on the Dangerous Dog Act before, this is interesting, there was some sort of amnesty period where dogs could be neutered, and that's how the breeds then, you know, so potentially, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sorry, yeah. Copes. No, I was just going to say, I think it's interesting the point that was made about um, lots of people buying dogs during lockdown, but also la lack of access to facilities to help people yeah. buy dogs in lockdown. And if that's, it'd be interesting to see how big a part that plays nowadays. Now people, you would think they'd go to dog training school or just be out naturally with other dogs and other people and just realise that, oh, actually my dog is a problem that may be new to them at an early stage or get some help earlier before anything like this gets a chance to manifest in the way that it can do, and we have seen this past week, which is horrific. Mm. Should we go to the next? Yeah. So should we go to the top post of the week? Ooh, what's top post of the week? It's we you. <laughs> Me? I didn't post. Oh, was it about the book? Did I write a post about the book and it was the top? <laughs> Number three. <laughs> I was asking a question <laughs> about the top post. Go, Neil. <laughs> it's a very good book. Um, oh, it's Wilco! Oh, oh, we got an awe and everything. Yeah, dogs, who gives a shit? You guys, <laughs> Wilco. Oh, so sad. Um, Wilco, this is, a, this is a story about our high streets, yeah. right? Um, I live in a small town. Uh, I think most of you come from, come from London, but London has a lot of different high streets, right? And the shops you'd expect are closing because, I mean, Wilco's 
particularly vulnerable. I'm being wise after the event here because maybe I didn't predict it, but it sells bargain stuff on the high street. But when you're on the high street, you have to pay high street rents. And when you're paying high street rents, how bargain and budgety can it be? And then you've got B&M and home bargains just outside your town. You get a bus there and there's actual bargains because their rents are much lower. And do you know what? If you're not out of town, Amazon exists and it's going to come. You can get it like the same day in London, I think. Uh, you can't where I live. It's like four weeks. But uh, in London, you get the same day. Like a bargain shop on the high street is going to really struggle. Poundland is struggling at the moment. Poundland are going to buy 75 of these shops, which is great. They haven't committed to keeping all the jobs. Mm. Um, well, this is the big thing, isn't it? It's 12,500 jobs are at risk. Some of the Poundland, some of the people will be absorbed into new Poundlands, but 12,500... It's not automatic. Yeah, it's not automatic. And the warehouse this, that, staff, no warehouse staff that's, that's, are going to be transferred. That's the gutting thing at the moment. When there's you know cost of living crisis... 12,500 people are potentially losing their jobs. And that's, from the bottom of my heart, is horrible. I remember when um, there's a spate of when Woolworths closed. Oh, and yeah. And like, Wittards was under, under threat. Yeah. And all these other kind of shops closed. Very different shops there. Very, well, Woolworths and Wittards. Our price. <laughs> but these, Our yeah. price went. Yeah. Tower Records went. Those, and those are the shops I noticed. <laughs> and we saw the way that it was going. I, went, I mean, kind of flippantly, when Woolworths went, I was like... Well, Actually, not been in the Woolworths for like 15 years, so I can understand mm. why that is. And I think Wilco's is kind of that kind of shop as well, where you, you know it's there, but also you maybe don't go into it. But this is it, Cubs. The comments on this post mm. were all your reaction to W.H. Smith. Yeah. They were all, oh no, Wilco's. Oh, I remember Wilco's from when I was a wee lass. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Yeah. It's a nostalgic thing for the high street that we once had and doesn't exist anymore and won't exist. So what do we do with our high street? Charlotte, what do you do on your high street? <laughs> what did I go to Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I, I think the people who are particularly affected, apart from the staff, obviously they're most affected. Um, but people who don't have cars, like me, who live in a town or city, like me, can't go out to, you know, these out-of-town stores. For, especially for things like DIY and stuff. Mm. Um, ultimately, even if there is a bus there, it's really hard to like, you know. <laughs> yeah, then love back. If you live back. in the city, if you yeah, live in the yeah, city yeah. it's different. Yeah. But also, even smaller, oh, no, that, that is a city technically as well, because there's a cathedral. But still, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's those people who don't have cars that are going to be particularly affected. And, and younger people, students. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's only if you can, if your parents will take you to Ikea before you go. Do students do DIY? But not do, no, but no, furnishings but and stuff. Clothes so, pegs, honestly, stuff like that, you know? Wilco, I, I, yeah. yeah, I see it as a... Wilco like, in Lancaster. I didn't own a hammer until I was 34. <laughs> <laughs> that says a well, lot when about you. Get you. To Ikea, <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Ikea, you get the hammer if you need it, you get the screw. Oh, you know, I had one of them. Had Wilco, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Wilco is basically a, kind of a mini Ikea that's accessible. That you can just pop into. Oh, I need some more coat hangers. I go to work. Oh, I need a ham. Oh, oh, I need this. I need a you know hinge for you know a what? random this, thing I'm designing. This is that where Charlotte, this is where politics gets into our lives. Mm. Like you're all here on a Friday night for some politics podcast, so you're pretty much aware of this. Mm. But Wilco's closing demonstrates the changing nature of our lives 
and the idea that we want, the high street we want, right, yeah. doesn't exist anymore. It's barbers and it's coffee shops charity. and it's charity, charity. shops. Yeah. And it's things you cannot do online. Mm. Although I do buy most of my clothes from Oxfam online. So you can do, you can. You yeah. can do charity shops online. But it's things you can't do. And everything else, everything else is going to Jeff Bezos. Right? Um, what about the which book? Which is why you should buy the book from uh, your local ah. independent. I preempted you uh, there. Sorry. Yeah. That was COVID! That was my fault. <laughs> who was a, very a big, good who book. is a big fan of Wilco's then? Who genuinely would have, in the past year, have you used the Wilco's? Oh, wow. Oh, Hold wow. On. Loads of people. That's a lot of people. There's more people you than didn't my dog fans. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all city people. How, how, do most of you live in a live in like and don't have cars? Probably, yeah. yeah. So you probably use yeah. public transport. Like I live in Manchester. I don't. I can't afford London. Um, but yeah. So that's none of us live in London. None of us live. In oh London. no, none of us do. But some do live in nicer. Some people do. I have heard so that some I, some heard. people yeah, live in London. It's quite Thanks popular. for your insight, Charlotte. <laughs> um, I think uh, I, I just I just oh, we've got to move on because mm -hmm. oh my goodness look at the time um, yeah. we've got to move, have I been talking I yes, might have been talking, you've been talking. Um, it's just if you look at this list of three or three top posts this week it's a real classic look into where politics is in our lives we can talk about inflation figures and waiting lists and they're important but they're quite nebulous. They're quite hard to get our heads yeah. around. But these are things that are embedded into our lives. And that is why. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> False alarm. For False the, alarm. For the people listening, Tatton <laughs> hoisted his book into the air. <laughs> Oh, I, th I think that can't be allowed. I think, yeah, I think that's a whistle. <laughs> yeah. what? No, no, no miming. You can't just find no a loophole miming. like that. No, no. That's a nice, even, that's a nice round five at the moment. How many am I allowed? Well, it's, it's just going to be interesting. This is an experiment to see how many times you can talk about it. Oh, there's no limit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we did not think that through. <laughs> Second part of the podcast, we invite you guys uh, as the audience and also the readers and listeners of Simple Politics to give their questions, um, again, not to me, because I'm a simple politics um, amoeba. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Have you used amoeba before? Possibly. He's repeating himself. <laughs> questions for these guys, but we'll, we'll see it with uh, questions that we've got from, from our listeners and readers uh, beforehand before we go through it to the crowd. So if we get the microphone ready... Yeah, you've got some thinking time. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll answer a few that we've had in through the page, and then you guys get ready. Get ready. We need to do quite quick fire. <laughs> yeah, quite quick fire. time, so I'm not going to answer. It's going to be between you two. Oh. We've got some time. We've got a bit of time. Yeah. I'll just rabbit. No one wants me to rabbit. So, uh, Charlotte, Diane, question time. You two, go. <laughs> so, and also, I think it'd be quite interesting to get your, your guys' thoughts on these as well. So, um, why did the government change voter ID last year in England? Was it the right thing to do? Ooh, do you want me to go first and then you pitch in? Yeah. So, um, okay, the requirement for photo ID was changed for England's local elections back in May. Okay. I don't know if anyone voted. Anyone vote then? May? Yeah. 
few. There not, many not everywhere London, had yeah. elections. More people. No, so fair do, fair do, you're off the hook for that. <laughs> but um, it changed, and there was a requirement to, to bring photo ID. You know, the, the main ones were there, passport, obviously, but there was some kind of um, over 60s bus passes allowed, some like random stuff around Senior the edges. Senior Oyster Car, but not young people Oyster Car. Yeah, 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 yeah Londoners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have much more, more tests to get the senior one. It's a thing. Oh. No, I was just trying to. I was just trying Shh, to. This down with the down, Londoners. Down. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, anywho, it happened. It, it happened in May, and that was England only. <laughs> but by the time we get to the next general election, that will be for everyone. So the voter ID thing, next time we have a general election, will apply to everyone, okay? So all UK. So we're, we're going to have it, basically. Um, now, what's interesting is that this week, uh, a cross-party parliamentary committee, because you think that everything's really like, ah, Conservative, ah, Labour, but they do work together on lots of committees. There's lots of collaborative working. And they did a report this week on how it had gone down in England, and they called the voter ID thing a poisoned cure, okay? Which is a really interesting mm. phrase. I loved it. Uh, really dramatic. Um, and it's because this whole thing of trying to make elections safe and secure, we have hardly any fraud. We, ha we have hardly any fraud. Um, but there's these big worries and concerns in government around, you know, could a rogue state to try and interfere in our elections. And the more that our elections are quite twee and still on paper and still being counted and sealed waxed ballot boxes and all that, the government believe we're actually safer that way, okay? Rather than it being online and potentially open to online fraud, okay? So it's interesting, um, but it has potentially affected people disproportionately. Um, in terms of um, people who didn't have ID tend to be potentially less um, socially mobile, tend to be in you know, different groups in society. And so the Electoral Commission, who are more neutral in all of this, their report is due out very imminently, and we'll hear lots more about this. There might be tweaks around the edges. I feel like they might go down the route of allowing more different types of ID ahead of the general election, but it'll be tweaks around the edges. We're having it. Basically, it's coming, and people are going to have to get used to this or apply for a free voter ID card, which not everyone knows you can do. So, I think what, what was quite surprising this time was that we all anticipated the lower socioeconomical um, people to suffer most from this, but quite a few of the elderly states people weren't able to vote as a result, which, I, which surprised me. I would have thought there'd be, and that negatively potentially affected the Conservative Party more than, than others. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think, Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> I am impartial. Um, no, but one of the arguments was... <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, one of the arguments was that, you know, other countries require ID. To, like, that's very normal in voting, to show an ID. But also other countries automatically have ID cards. That's... A yeah. thing that you have there's something that we don't part have. parcel together yeah yeah but mm. you know there was a big argument about that when i was a kid and when you were like my age um so you know <laughs> shots yeah. fired about my age uh, not uh, your age my your age, age. <laughs> <laughs> shots fired about our age i am gonna be fired <laughs> okay. we do like to talk about the 90s and 80s though don't we me dan and tatum we all had the 90s you know, were great i was Mostly we do like to talk that. about the 80s, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a simpler time. 
I do remember the first time I voted, though, and I, I didn't know really what to expect. I'd seen the queues around the block, you know, um, in preceding years. And then I went into the voting booth, and it just said, what's your name? I was like, Kobe, where do you live? I was like, over there. Yeah, you can take a thing and vote. It's like, how's that <laughs> going to yeah. stop anything? But at the same time, it, there wasn't anything happening, so it's kind of why fix something that you can pick up the microphone. A lot of people <laughs> who can vote and are allowed to vote and are yeah. registered to vote still don't vote. Yeah. So it's like, how, how many people can be bothered to go and pretend to be... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. We know how many. It's, it's very few. Very few. <laughs> very, very few. Um, I'd like to throw a question open to the audience. Yeah. If anyone um, wants to ask a question, you seem like you were keen to know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, is anyone who wants to ask a question to the team, or we can go back to one that's seeded by the people beforehand? No? So, second question is, has social media polarised people's political opinions? Okay, I don't know how Charlotte feels about this, so I'm going to answer, and it could be completely opposite, and that would sure. be really interesting. I'm going to say no. It um, hasn't. No, bear with me, bear with me, um, because... So I'm originally from Belfast, okay? I grew up in Northern Ireland, left there when I was 18. But I'll tell you, we had big issues there before Threads. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we had huge issues uh, before, before MySpace, before Bebo, you know? Um, before all of it. Um, and social media wasn't the, the, a thing. Um, you know, I, again, know people who are in the middle of the country, Nottinghamshire, that kind of direction. And they have families who still don't speak to each other because of the sides they took in the minor strikes. Mm. You know, um, we have always been polarized. Always, always, always. It's just more in your face. Does anyone agree with that? Do you think it's more polarized? Should we do it? Should we do it? Hold on, let's do the vote. <laughs> Ooh. Science. Oh no, do not test my theory out. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's <good> so, <laughs> okay, if you think, if you think that, um, we're more polarized now as a result of social media. Whoop and holler now. Okay. If you think we're not more polarized as a result of social media, whoop and holler now. Well, the yeses get it by three points. I really want to talk about this because it's, it's so fascinating. I completely agree. If you go to a pit town now, today, like there was, I don't know if you saw, there was a show about Nottingham and the pit town. In Sherwood. Sherwood, yeah. yeah. Excellent program. And I think that it demonstrated, it's clear that things have been tough for a long time. What social media does is it draws people in from the margins into that hatred, into that abusive area do you guys so, get abuse on the simple politics po podcast uh, sorry on the simple politics feed do we get abuse yeah yeah oh yeah yeah it's normally when there's a typo though isn't it that's the worst yeah that i mean <laughs> that, that's the cardinal sin really yeah absolutely i just got cross one day and wrote a post about typos it's, uh, <laughs> um you know like of course we do but yeah. but not not as bad as it could be mm. yeah not as bad as if we were specifically Let's face it, if we were a conservative social media outlet, mm. the abuse we would get would be a million times worse. The abuse that we allow towards people who believe the conservative ideology is shocking. Hold on, I, I, I sense... <coughs> <laughs> 
Charlotte. <laughs> I know what he's going to say. T is for Tory scum. Yeah, no, blow that whistle. Blow that whistle because this matters. This matters. That's an A to Z reference. It's yes. an A to Z book. It's an A to Z book. And T, T, T is for Tory scum because there's so much abuse in our politics and it's disgusting. But the abuse that is reserved for members of the Conservative Party and people who consider themselves to be reasonable people will use the term Tory scum. Never kiss the Tory. How do you fucking know? <laughs> like, There's a test I took. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, we had a test. Like, but you, you, you stand in the club, right? <laughs> and then you have a quick monetary policy check. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, I just, no, it's, it's, it's important because, because social media has allowed this disease of abuse to spread in a way that it wasn't, didn't, just didn't spread before. And... So I mean, you're, you're saying it's the same number of people, but the fact that it's more accessible... Yeah, that's... so, so I, I'm saying that the days, like, in Northern Ireland, right, on the Falls Road, and kind of in, 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 in the pit villages, uh, these things were real. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. those divides were real. But people in... London would read about them in the papers and have a conversation about them and it'd be, it'd be distant. Whereas now we're all, we've got a dog in every fight all the time. And we're picking sides all the time. And it embeds and degrades our politics hugely. And, you know, I'm going to repeat myself. I just, I, I think the treatment of people who believe a certain section, certain things about politics is disgusting. But you talked about being on the... One thing I love about Simple Politics is um, how balanced it seems to be as, a, as the actual channel. Is that by design? We are impartial and accurate at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Tagline. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, it is. It is definitely yeah. by design. It's... Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's the purpose. You know, Tatten set it up. Um, we came along, but it definitely it's by design. And, and you know, we all get very angry about different things. Our politics is all different. Mm -hmm. um, though you wouldn't necessarily know it from the page, hopefully. And um, we keep each other in check sometimes, you know, um, because... I keep Charlotte in check almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> We also get, we get abuse from both sides. So we get people telling us that we're, you know, too far right. And then yeah. people saying, oh, you're clearly lefties. I've seen that so many times. Like, which one is it, guys? Yeah, but that's yeah. also what the BBC that, gets. That's yeah. good. I think, like, yeah, that's exactly. good. That means we're balanced. You've got a balance of the, of, the, of the fringes then. Yeah. We get hate from everyone, so that's great. So do you know, obviously you've got the Tory scum piece there, but do you think if you were far left, there'd be yeah. um, a lot of abuse as well? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Neil. Yes. N is for Neil. <laughs> um, I'm pausing because I can't remember which chapter is about abuse. Uh, oh, nincompoop. N is for nincompoop. 
Um, N is for nincompoop, tackling the language of hate. And I think that we have a confrontational system of politics. We were talking earlier about, oh, yeah. about Conservatives and Labour agreeing on the point of dogs and just finding nonsense to fight about. Um, and I think that we take lessons from our leaders, mm. right? If Keir Starmer and Rishi Sunak had a monthly meeting followed by a press conference about the things they agreed on, we could have a grown-up politics. Yeah. And then, and then we could fight on the things they don't agree on. We could have a battle of ideas. And what, no, just a battle. Swords but, each. <laughs> what? <laughs> Proper battle. Like the battle of the bastards from Game no. of Thrones. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, that's literally the opposite of what I'm saying. Just think it's a good um, idea, you know? But we, we could... We could have something to believe in because we'd know what we... We'd agree on problems and we'd agree on some solutions, but then we could disagree and understand on what we're disagreeing. Mm. And it would make sense. But when they just stand up, and I don't know if you, who, put your hand up if you watch PMQs this year. Do, you, do we watch PMQs in here? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, lots, oh! lots, I mean, yeah. about, about, about a third, I'd say, yeah. watch PMQs. A bit more. Um, well, about two thirds. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's literally name calling. Because they want to be clipped and they want to be on socials and they want to be in the news at 10. Yeah. And so if you've got, you know, Keir Starmer had a brand new name for Rishi Sunak this in week. Inaction Man. Inaction Man. Yes. That was catchy. Fucking great. <laughs> inaction Man. And then it's Captain Hindsight. Like, <laughs> it's literally name calling and in the next breath you call for your people to not abuse the other side didn't Barack Obama say unlike what they do in PMQs we should introduce that and everyone else went no <laughs> that's a bad, bad idea <laughs> yeah very bad idea I want to I finish yeah. on, a, on a positive note with this and it's a question for each of you guys because I don't get involved in the posting of, the, of uh, simple politics on Instagram uh, Facebook and Twitter um but what's the most positive story that you guys think you've, you've, you've covered in your time at Simple Politics? Should I throw it to you first, Charlotte? I mean, for me, and I didn't actually make any of these posts, but it was the vaccine rollout post mm. when it went down the ages. Yeah. You know, when we had the first one and it's just, you know, the work that the scientists did to get that. And then the work that everyone in the NHS did, all the logistics and everything. Like that, for me, it just felt like, that was hopeful. So I think the whole, the whole the pandemic coverage you guys did was simply astonishing. And to see it, see like, I don't know, get tears in my eyes now. Um, to, <laughs> genuinely. Mm -hmm. So to see what you guys were, and this is before I connected with, um, with, the, with the page and said, look, you know, I, I make podcasts and it's like, I think it'd be really positive to hear your guys', your guys voices on a, um, on a podcast format. But what you guys were doing in showing the facts and, and stripping it down to make it approachable, accessible for people. And I think it definitely calmed a lot of people down as well, what you guys did in the page. I think it's really, really like powerful and astonishing. And 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm nodding because the first six months of the pandemic, I didn't work for them yeah. yet. And what I couldn't, six months what, they were. <laughs> there was the best time low, of that. Low. <laughs> I couldn't watch the news. I went from being a very, someone who watched the news all yeah. the time, had a spreadsheet for the 2019 election that I was going through. I'm like, which MP? Anyway. Um, <laughs> and I just, I couldn't watch it. But the nightly posts you put out, what the only work keep in touch mm. with it. You know so. what I love, Charlotte, but because you've raised the, the vaccine thing and it was going down in, in groups when they were ruling like the COVID vaccine, we would try and think of what that age group. Do you remember those posts? Oh, and they were really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought got really cross with me. And you were like, should we really do this? And I was like, yep, yeah. I'm going deep on this age group. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, I can't even remember some of them, but it was just like, Come on, it's 20-somethings. Grab your Britney DVD. I don't know. It was just like... Your Britney DVD for 70s, for no, 20s. No, no, no. <laughs> they were yeah. better than that, they lovely people. They were way people. better than that. <laughs> Promise you that. <laughs> Promise you. But yeah, they were really funny. And they just lightened up my lockdown. I just spent yeah. days thinking about these things. <laughs> and then uh, really enjoyed it when people got cross. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Diane, what was your... Can you think of your most positive story? That you've God, there's been... Uh, I mean, the... Uh, End of lockdown was a good one, <laughs> a really good one. Um, but another, I don't know why, but I was thinking about this on the train today because I had three and a half hours to think on the train. And one positive story, and I don't know why, and it's not, it's just one that really stayed with me was um, when we said that Nazanin um, Zagani Ratcliffe had been released. Oh my goodness, it was emotional. And, you know, weeks you know, we'd seen before um, her husband Richard on an actual hunger strike. Mm. And ah, you just, you didn't think for a while it felt very doubtful, sketchy. You didn't think it was going to happen and then it happened. Uh, that was, yeah, huge. It's lovely when you get, you get the pylons when people are angry about something, but it's lovely yeah. to get the pylons when people are like effusive, yeah. ecstatic about things happening as well. And that's definitely what keeps you coming back to the page, you know, every five minutes. Tatton, do you have a most popular... Sorry, what's the most positive story you think we could? I've got, I definitely saw this question was coming, so I've got a really prepared answer. Um, when the inauguration of President Joe Biden took place, um, there was a poem. Mm. And Charlotte, you might remember who the poem was by. The lady in the yellow dress, in the yellow, in the yellow coat. Do you remember that, Charlotte? A man, what's her surname? Amanda... Gorman. Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman. And Amanda Gorman's poem was so wonderful. Mm. Um, I mean, I was, you know, it doesn't take a lot to make me cry. Um, but I was in tears. And we agreed that we'd share a bit of it. And I think that the chaos of the handover of power between Trump and Biden had been problematic. And I think that that moment of hope and possibility that her words encapsulated, and we just put a few lines of the poem out as a post, no one liked it. It was like a really unpopular post that no one cared about. But for me, it was really important, and I loved it, and I love poetry, and I love hope and the future. And, um, and it turns out that Joe Biden's done absolutely fucking nothing over there. So it's all... Uh, that's not it's true. All, if you followed the politics US, you'd know that's not actually true. Yeah. <laughs> there's, still some, there's still some hope. I love that poem because I'm, I'm a big fan of Hamilton and she had a few Hamilton references <laughs> slipped in there. So there we go. Neil's a big fan. Lizzie's a big fan. Oh, do I, do I have to blow a whistle? Is that, is that what we're <laughs> <No>. doing? <laughs> Every time I mention Hamilton. 
1770, sorry. Um, let's go to part three. Let's, let's, go, crystal let's go crystal ball. ball. Let's go to the crystal yeah. ball. So this is where we try and predict what will be in the podcast or on the feed in the coming weeks. <laughs> Tatum. <laughs> Tatum, what do you think we're going to be talking about? Why are you doing that hand, Kubi? <laughs> like you're dreading what's coming. <laughs> Go on. So let me tell you about this thing. It's not, it's not this. Neil, put it down. Um, <laughs> every year, autumn arrives. The leaves <laughs> begin to change. It conquers. <laughs> Your coffee has a little squirt of pumpkin juice in it if you're a total loser. Um, <laughs> and uh, party conferences happen. Let me tell you about party conferences. Lock the doors. <laughs> um, party conferences are wonderful. So the idea is they date back to years, hundreds of years ago. They, we've had party conferences for a very long time. Because a long, long time ago, uh, parties formed when they got to Parliament. You'd be elected in your constituency, and then you'd get to Parliament, and you'd go, oh, we can all hang out, and then you'd form like a party. But whereas, obviously, now it goes the other way around. Your party's first. Um, so party conferences date back to then, and it's a chance for people to get together and vote on what that party believes in. And some parties are purely voty, voty, voty. And they have debates on whether we should support more Trident nuclear submarines or votes on whether we do whatever. And some are really focused on that and have lots of people talking from the floor. So that's regular party members, regular party members, not just MPs. Uh, so Liberal Democrats are up first and they are really motion heavy. They want to chat policy and they have no big famous MPs up on the stage. Partly because they have no big famous MPs. Yeah. Okay. Um, but partly because that's who they are. They're Democrats, the liberal Democrats, as they do that. And then you get the Labour Party, and the Labour Party are all unionists, and they, 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 they stamp their fist on the table. And they, they? and they call each other comrade. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a bit like... I don't think that's true. No, it, gen it genuinely is true. Um, it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean ride through socialism. Uh, and it's, like it's wonderful. I, I love every minute. Um, and the Green Party is total chaos. No, it's um, not. It's, it, there was there was the last time round the the leader's speech, which is the main moment of anything, uh, was introduced by the local the head of the local Harrogate Greens. It might have been, um, and he just mumbled about pubs in his area uh, <laughs> for a bit, and then handed over to the absolutely brilliant leaders of the Green Party. I mean, like, it's, no, it's no, no shade on on them at all, but it's just how they roll. Right, it's, it's local and it's friendly and it's nice. It wasn't live streamed. I had to email the Greens and say, can I watch? And they were like, oh yeah, and they smuggled me out a link, uh, <laughs> out the back door. And, uh, and I got to watch that. Um, and, and then the Conservatives have none of any of that. The Conservatives, ministers, I said earlier, earlier, it's ministers coming and delivering their speech about the future they believe in. And last year was rather tarnished 
because Liz Truss was the prime minister and the future she believed in was doom and dust. But yeah, conferences are wonderful and I'm not allowed to post during conference season because I get carried away. And these two are like Neil with his bloody whistle. Um, uh, so, that... so, but not this book. My first book is called... My first book is called The Breakdown. And it's about... I'll allow it. It's about political ideologies. <laughs> and it's about the heart of what the parties are at. And why, why they're all okay. And why people believe different things. And that's allowed to believe different things. And no one's a monster because they believe different things unless they believe in monsters. That doesn't work. That that's doesn't a logical mean fallacy. <laughs> no, that's a logical fallacy. I apologise for we... that. Uh, does, this, so does, conferences... does, this, does this lead conferences into Diane's crystal ball? No. No? It just no. leads to more conference chat. No. I don't know why you're trying to move on. <laughs> because I haven't got much time. Hmm. Are you, you going to talk about conferences as well? Can I say yes and then just take the time? And... Absolutely, yes. Okay, yes, I'll talk about oh, conferences. Good. No, I will not talk about conferences. <laughs> no, easily duped. Um, no, uh, in my crystal ball, we uh, are hugely, after a conference, looking forward to um, covering the general election whenever that comes. So, as we said earlier, we've got some bets on the table, some people thinking May. It could be any time up until January 2025. That's the latest it can it's be. It's going to be October. Uh, okay, Tatton says October. But it's coming. It is now within reaching distance the next general election and what we will be doing and what we do in election time because usually it's called and it's actually a quite a quick turnaround to election usually about 25 days ish anyway yeah yeah, yeah this one's gonna quick. be longer this one's gonna be a longer leader yeah okay but we will do things like because it's quite our bag we will break down the manifestos if you don't want to read a whole manifesto we'll compare and what's contrast it, what's it like reading a manifesto I bloody love really it. Fun. <laughs> Get a but highlighter. We, yeah. We know that not everyone's into it, which is why we exist. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Nor do I. No. We didn't we wouldn't have a job if we if, if everyone loved it. Yeah. So but yeah, definitely like policy comparisons, breakdowns, all of that stuff, lots of chat. Policy comparisons, <laughs> breakdowns. <laughs> um so and for us, I mean that's just like I don't know some kind of, yeah, huge Christmas day extravaganza. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, I love it. Sleepless then, nights. Yeah. And then your, Charlotte's, your crystal ball follows on from that in a... It, it does. I mean, 2024 for me, I'm going to finish my PhD. If my parents are listening, Whoop. I promise you this time. Will you really finish it? This time, I will have finished it. Um, There's a story behind have... that this time, isn't there? <laughs> oh, it's been going for five years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to finish in three. Lol. Um... This time it will have happened. We'll have a general election and we've got US elections. So 2024 for me is just every day will be Christmas Day. Wow. Very excited. So yeah, I mean, remember remember the 5th of November because that's when the US elections are happening. But it's, it's going to be happening all year because the Republicans have to pick a candidate. Mm -hmm. It will be Trump. Um, <laughs> most likely. Yeah. But all the others will be debating because they're vying for VP. And... Yeah, loads will be going on. Uh, it all properly kicks off in probably January with the first primary votes. Yep. Biden will probably be the Democrats. There's never been uh, an incumbent who hasn't 
been re-elected to be the candidate for the for the Next second year. term. They've been, so they have been challenged before, though, but not. They've, they've not been challenges. Seriously. He's already got challenges. Yeah, but have yeah. there been serious challenges before? No, no. It, it's it's never. It's basically never happened. Hmm. So. But Mitt Romney wants it to happen, and what he says goes. <laughs> yes, everyone listens to Mitt Romney. Everyone listens to Mitt That's Romney. That's why tr Trump was, um, you know, charged with his impeachment and was removed from office because everyone listens to Mitt Romney. Everyone. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, with this one, we've got the added drama of all of Trump's legal woes. He's got four, um, four cases yeah, against him: two federal, him. two state charges. Mm. Um, we don't know exact dates for all the trials yet. One we know is kicking off in March. One's kicking off in May. So it's all going to be happening at the same time as all of this. And now we have the thing of the House Republicans uh, opening inquiry into whether they're going to possibly vote to impeach Biden, mm. um, which even if it goes through, even if he does get impeached by the House, it, just like with Trump's two in, uh, impeachments, he won't be removed from office um, because they don't have the numbers in the Senate. But basically, it's going to be a very, very busy and fun year uh, in US politics. So if you're interested in that, follow Simple Politics US. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is Charlotte's, that's yeah. Charlotte's bag. Charlotte runs uh, Simple Politics US. Um, and was recruited. We, we, we brought Charlotte on board uh, for the US elections last time, which means we're now four years down the line with Charlotte. Um, three years and, and two weeks. Three years and two weeks, is it really? Yeah, I just count the days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you have a whiteboard with a tally? <laughs> <laughs> I need something more permanent than that. <laughs> and Neil just sat in the corner, just blowing his whistle occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, this is a strange thing for you to be doing. <laughs> Has anyone never voted in a general election? Or have you all previously voted in a general election? You've never voted. You guys never voted. You do look oh, young. brilliant. You do. <laughs> I, so do you think you definitely will vote this time? You don't need to tell us how. Yes. Yeah? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the point of the finger. Yes. 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 Absolutely. You'll be running. Watch, watch, watch. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Me too. So, guys... Thank you so much for being here. This is the end of the podcast. This is the end of another Simple Politics podcast. To you guys listening at home, thank you so much for listening. Next time, come and join us because it's, it's been fun seeing your faces as Tatum rants uh, and not <laughs> knowing whether to like lean away. It's been fun watching Neil determine whether to blow the whistle. <laughs> I don't think I've rented that much today. Let's get the uh, uh, hold on. Let's get the decibelometer out. No, <laughs> no, yes, no. These guys don't know what's edited out this on our usual podcast. This so. isn't fair. Okay, if you think Tatton has ranted today, voice your opinion. I can see you now. Don't forget. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you don't think Tatton has run today, voice your opinion now. <laughs> He's still louder than like everyone him. else. So, they won. Oh. <laughs> 109 point, that's the loudest so far. Um, on a serious note, uh, don't even think about it. Um, <laughs> This is the best writing I've ever done in my life, which I, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, uh, would say a lot. For me, it's not all that. Uh, but I will be signing these uh, outside. Come and chat. Um, I do. I do need to go.
for a wee. Um, I mean, that's kind of information you could have not told people. <laughs> well, no, because if we went out there and they're like, hey, sign my book, and I'm like, I gotta go. They'd be like, oh, this guy's super unfriendly. <laughs> Just go and get, speak to people for a minute. Hold your bladder. No, I'm going for a wee. <laughs> um, so, this got awkward. Um, but you'll that's be what back. Happens. You'll be back. Oh, I'll be back. Brilliant. With washed yeah. hands and, uh, <laughs> and everything. Um, I'm a gent. Um, and no, do, uh, you can come by here and if you've got to run, uh, you can buy it on Amazon or wherever, wherever you get books. I mean, so. It's an actual Support your high street. Support your high street. Wilco's do not sell this book. I'm sorry. They don't sell anything anymore, I don't think. But yeah, do do come and chat. And we'll all be hanging out, won't we? Yeah, we'll be hanging out. We'll be hanging out. While you're doing your number ones, we'll be there. And washing my hands. Yes. Yeah. And washing hands. While singing happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you so much guys it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here it's been genuinely right, really fun and I've enjoyed it and, and I can tell that yeah. these guys have as well so I hope you have as well thank you very much thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye. just heard a stripped media production. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.